0: And welcome in to another episode of Facts, Not Feelings with your host, Brooke Furnist. Each week, I sit down with experts in their respective fields as we discuss how we can move this wonderful automotive industry forward by differentiating facts from feelings. We dive into my guests' secrets to success and how they got to where they are today. All right, let's jump in. happy friday everyone we have made it to friday we made it through the end of november and somehow we are into december and not only that we have the one and only bob lanham with us and if i had like a drum set i'd be doing (laughs) you're crazy (laughs) well that is true but you know me so of course i'm crazy that is for sure we have we have bob formerly meta facebook i think that like you should just have like used to be. Stop calling me for any Facebook problems. I'm now with Carnell. Stop calling me. Call the other number. I'm so excited to have you on. We were talking beforehand that I I have a list of people that okay I have to have these people on the show, and you were in top five of people I have to have on the show. So this has been a long time coming. I'm so excited to have you on the show. We are breaking down the top ten takeaways from MRC. Before I get in there, I just I'm gonna hand hand it over to you a little bit because I know if unless someone's been living under a rock. They most likely know who you are, but just tell us a little bit about you, how you got in this crazy industry. And then we will jump into the top 10 tech takeaways from our MRC. And for me personally, it's freezing outside. So I, I'm kind of having a little, you know, go back to wonderful Florida and warmth and everything (laughs) in between.
1: Yes. Yeah. Listen, I'll give you the elevator pitch. Uh, And I'm always full, you know, full transparent on this one. I dated a girl whose parents owned at the time. Fifteen, I think they got to thirty stores at, at one point. Uh, you know, this is in the early '90s before dealer groups were a thing, so they were actually one of the largest dealer principals. We don't think we even called them dealer groups then at the time. I don't think they were; it was even being tracked. So when I graduated, I went down and, and sold cars, and, I, and I'm really thankful because they treated me as a commission only salesperson. So um, my buddy and I rented an apartment in you know not the greatest area because it's what we could afford. Became an FNI manager. Well, let me first say I was an internet manager. Uh, you know, right? I was a, a floor salesperson, turned internet manager when we were still trying to figure out like what is what is that? Like what you know? I had a gateway computer that I clicked oh into God. a dial up in one of the offices because it was the only office with a dial up. Um, I love telling that story. I love and it. And um, you know, uh, became an F and manager. Went through some GM school. The stores ended up. uh, Some of the stores got bought by Jermaine, The other uh, ended up by Lithia a few years later. Um, And then I got into the digital marketing space, uh, you know, with Microsoft and and CarPoint, which became MSN Autos. Then Yahoo and Yahoo Autos, uh, and then I jumped to to Hulu, which was my my first my first startup, I guess you could say, or my first uh, foray into the startup world and Facebook for almost eight years. And then just transition to uh, I mean my my I, I wake up a completely different person um, than I did before. not that I, I had an, an amazing time at, at meta. I just want to be clear on that. Uh, but but being at Car now is just giving me new life, so i'm I'm ecstatic. I can't, I'm so happy to be
0: here. Yeah, well, and so are we. We're we're excited for any any realm where you are. We're just excited wherever you are. We're like, oh yeah, now we yes. And CarNow phenomenal company. Obviously, I have a soft spot for now and for Tim Cox. Like obviously, anything that you all do, and so a great place to to land and. Uh, when I, uh, you jokingly said on stage, if you weren't at MRC and we'll get into this, but I, I love the point that you're like, and I think that anyone they're like, the worst part was that now we, no one, we don't have anybody to call when we have Facebook issues. I'm problems. a problem. So yes, not, you don't have anybody to call now. So please stop calling him about those issues. Yes, please.
1: <laughs> Rick, you have no idea. I still get texts. I still get LinkedIn. And I'll tell you though, like, like, like most of us in this business, you want to help. Like it kills me. That I can't help, you know, uh, get a page published or an ad account published or even personal profiles that have been banned for whatever reason. And, um, you know, I am sorry, it's it's a challenge. Just so you know, almost every employee at Meta feels bad that th- <laughs> this happens. So, um, you know, don't blame any of the people. No. It's, it's, it's not their fault. It's a lot of times systems' fault trying to protect, uh, you know, protect, yes. protect a lot of things from, from data and, and whatnot.
0: No joke. While I were at MRC, I had a client's account. Their business manager got hacked at the account. And I was like, nope, don't go ask Bob. It is not his problem. He can't do anything about it. Step away from that, Brooke. Don't do it. (laughs)
1: Still <laughs> True get them. story. They still got it. I, I know.
0: They'll okay. fix it. They'll, They'll figure it out. They, they did And that's like, like we, we got a handle, so we're all good. All right. So with that, we are gonna jump into so there's a reason why I specifically waited to do this a couple weeks after the event. So we all go to these events and especially I mean they're all we all have our favorite events or events that we are eyeing. And we go into this and we take all these notes, whether you're watching virtually or you're at the event and enjoying the wonderful sun rays and then you come back to Tiberia and then you have hypothermia of the body. And then you go back and you're like, Oh, I was going to implement all these things. And then I wrote them in a notebook and now the notebook is nowhere to be found. And I don't remember what I was supposed to implement. So that's why I wanted to wait a little bit and then jump into this. Now we had the holidays and there's so much going on. So let's just go back in this a little bit. And this is not really a, I'll say it's top 10, it might be a little bit more than top 10, but just kind of some of the things that we took away and I was talking a lot and in different things. And so I wanted to bring in someone else that was Bob also was on a, he was on the main stage doing his thing and showering us with his wonderful ideas and his words and just kind of go through this of like some of our takeaways from it. And that way also it jogs others' memories of like, Hey, wait, yeah, that was, uh, that's some things that. We we were going to implement that. We kind of forgot to do that. And Dave O'Brien was there as well. Steve, you were there. Sarah was doing her thing, and Dave did an awesome job as well. So let's let's. I love of, Steve's comment, by the way. Like, yeah, I'm going to throw this up
1: More true, right? And 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 we're not going to involve unless you attend. And you know what I love love what you said earlier, or, or you know what I was thinking when you were talking about sort of introdu- introducing the the top ten, at least our top ten. Yeah. I think we probably all go and we take away different things simply because we're in different situations and that's what I love to, love to talk about. So we all have our, our different passions for maybe what you know the business that we're in or maybe the thought that we're you know currently thinking. So I would love to hear as you and I are chatting I would love to hear what other people's takeaways are or even add on to the takeaways that we had if we if we missed a point or two.
0: Yeah, throw them in the chat. We'll, we'll keep like I said it's a top 10 ish. Ish. Ish being the key, key word there. to let's, let's keep this, this thing rocking and rolling here. And for those that are listening to this later on, for anyone that's new to this or the first time watching this, while we stream this live, the post-production later on, when I, this goes into podcast land and when it goes into YouTube we go through and I actually add more content content to this. So there'll be different videos or gifts or whatever it may be, or I'll add w- different things to this. But for one, everyone that's listening to this in podcast land, Steve Apicella, who his strategic DX and I, and that, strategic is the hardest word. One of the hardest words for me to say. Like I already, yeah, I'm like strategic. I, I can't say it. So I'm just going to say your dealer experience, Steve. And uh, he said, in, 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 I can't even say industry. That's where we are right now, Bob. I can't say right industry. Right. <laughs> right. Industry events like a SodaCon, Brian Pash, uh, Brian Pash is at CXO, MRC and DMSC and Cliff Banks, uh, AutoVate are intelligently evolving their content and are ultra relevant for those seeking to lead before and after in capital letters. So I actually should be screaming that. And after the vehicle sale in today's, uh, hashtag auto retail with a pound fist, I added the pound fist there.
1: Yes. Hopefully there he were. knows that I pound fist. <laughs> were were right there. I'm you
0: <laughs> yes. So, and it's so true. And that was something Steve and I had the, uh, had the honor to speak at the CXO summit, especially about that, that topic in particular about disconnecting, connecting the disconnected, which is Something we're going to get into. So I'm going to start it off with just the, the basic, and I'm going to let you jump in here, was you keep saying MRC, Brooke. Why do you see MRC? Well, it's a modern retail conference. Wasn't this called something else before? So that's the first one, very obvious one. It used to be called, we'll call it the AAAS Summit. Some people call it the AS Conference, uh, but the AAAS Conference it was formerly, artists formerly known as the Automotive Analytics and attributes Summit. attributes now called easily mrc or modern retail converse. So I'll say that's number 1. I got no particular order. So now I'm going to I'm going to go back over to a little ping pong here. What what was one of your takeaways here, Bob?
1: Yeah, so so I'm going to jump to one of mine and and by the way, like you and I will, I don't think we need to say this, but everybody did a fantastic job oh, at, at the event. So yes. if we don't mention your session, uh, uh, please know it has nothing to do with the fact that it it wasn't uh, well received. It's maybe we couldn't get to it because there was a lot. A lot. So, so one of my one of my favorites was seeing OEMs there, uh, and 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 uh, Kirk uh, Kirk from uh, Audi. I don't know how to pronounce his last name correctly. I think it's precer We'll go with precer Sorry, Kirk, if I'm pronouncing it incorrectly. But um, the fact that an OEM is on stage mapping out their beliefs, their roadmap, their thoughts, right? Knowing that they're good. They have Audi dealers in, 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 in they have competitive brands in, in the audience. Um, I thought was just, uh, you know, finally fantastic to see OEMs involved. I mean, we're only going to get better if the OEMs and the dealer relations are, you know, as good as they can, you know, possibly possibly be. And I think attending uh, is the first way to go about it. But his content was fantastic. Uh, I mean, he, he dealer friendly, right? Like how can we work with the dealers together to figure out what digital retailing looks like from tier one down to tier three? And that was my first... Uh, That was my first takeaway because I thought it was a fantastic session. And it was the last session of the day. And I know a lot of people were fried. It's a lot of content, but um, if you attended, it was great. And if you didn't, and this is not a plug, you and I make no money off of Brian Pash's and Glenn Mm -mm. Pash's event. So we're not making a dime. No, Um, You can watch it all virtually. Yep. So, so go to modernretailconference.com and watch it virtually, especially the yeah. Monday keynote at eleven thirty. Oh, worth it. Oh, I,
0: I hear it was like some awesome guy that spoke. I, it's something like that. I hear.
1: <laughs> can, can we get the James Klaus's comment? Because yep, I know I'm... that was the first session of the entire event. So I love that.
0: Yep. So James says one takeaway was how much further we had. Uh, Damn it, Brooke! Get your crap together right now. Unique, you know you, you. Unique, you are. The the brown fox jumped One takeaway was how much further we have as an industry on G four A four with the con. I need. All right, we need some scotch in with here. The, and-
1: <laughs> with the constant changes, everyone needs to stay agile and not speak in absolutes.
0: See, this is why this is why I get, we got him on here. We, we, this is what we're doing today. It's a it's a Friday. I did
1: not attend that session, but I heard it was really. Uh, first of all, I heard it got. Uh, I don't want to say heated. That's the bad word. Passionate, passionate. Oh, is the word I use. Yeah. Which is what we need. What's what the we only need? way to move forward? Is if people are passionate about what we do. Um, it got passionate, but I, from what I understand, we still have work to do on um, standardizing yep. GA4 across the industry. Yes.
0: Yes. And so uh, coming off of that, and, and because there were so many, there was a whole track on that, which we're going to get to in a little bit here, is going back to your, whether it's that, that, that session or any of the sessions, going to Steve Apicelles' comment here right now, the caliber of attendees, speakers, and content was a 10 out of 10 on the Modern Retail Conference Hell, yes, it was. I couldn't agree more on that on Steve. Yes. And, and James, you're, you are 100% right on that. And and that's one thing I like as well is that is sometimes whether it's a conference or if you're in a room together, sometimes it's a vacuum. And that what the problem with that is that, it, or not a vacuum, a echo chamber. And it's too many of the same ideas. And it's like, no, we need, in order to grow, you need a little bit of pushback. And, and the GA4 was a, that was a good one because you had I'll say like a Dan Moore or a James or, and then, so as we're up there speaking and teaching, it was like, Hey, well, what about this? Well, what about this? Well, we have a question about this. It's like, Hey, that's great. That's awesome. Because this has to be a continue continually education situation. And this is a no way, and as we're talking about, you know, let's just jump into this next one up here. I'm just going to throw up here is that this, there was such a big time focus on the ever, and I'm going to, I cannot emphasize enough how this is an ever changing GA4 and the ASC 1.0. And I also emphasize 1.0 and ASC is automotive standard cancel is that this is ever changing. And going back to James's comment is that this is, this is just the beginning and have you, how we have at the time there was 80 plus companies. I think there's a like hundred companies coming together, reaching across the aisle. And that I've said this before. and I'm going to say it again, is that this is only the beginning. And those everyone, as we come across the, as we reach across the aisle, that this can just be the one time we reach across the aisle. This has got to be going into the future. We continue to reach across the aisle and say, how can I help you? How may I help you? What can we do to continue to do this? I mean, even this week, there have been, Multiple emails back and forth. We have another meeting. I think it's on, I think it's on Tuesday that we're coming together and say, okay, what about this? What about this? What about this naming convention? What about this? And so we just have to continue this. And there was such a massive, massive focus on that. So yes, I, and I, I think we spoke like six times on this one. So yeah. I'm
1: just happy. The fact, I mean, we, we do need to take a step back sometimes as frustrating as I know the conversations can be that we're having the conversations. I mean, that, yes. that, that alone is. Um, extremely impressive, and you know, I always go back to. I mean, I, I always say this, right? I, I, this is like, and I, I, I see this at Car Now, and I saw this at at at, at Meta, right? I have a de- dealer right to my left. Bob, your platform is the worst platform in existence of platforms. You should shut down, file bankruptcy, and everyone should be fired. And then the person right to my right is like, Bob, I spend 155% of my money on your platform. It's the only platform I use. It's the best And I'm like, but they're the same platforms. So how can it work for one and not for the other? And, and you know, a lot of it comes down to how people measure, right? It's not always apples to apples, how people execute, right? It's definitely not apples to apples. So- the closer we can get to, um, you always think about 20 group composites, right? You've got major oh. financial decisions being made uh, that that equate to you know, hundreds and hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars being made off of data that may not necessarily be as accurate as it needs to be. And this should at the very least get us closer to that. So I'm excited about that.
0: Yes. And I, I, and I know that obviously Vista Dash is helping with that as well, but it, it, it is. I mean, and you have, there's so many things that are, uh, there's been a lot of hype and scary hype around this GA four. And some of it's is, is true, but a lot of it's like, a lot of it's the same. It's just knowing where to click. But also understand is that I, I've, I've said this multiple times. It's like a toddler. Like you tell the toddler, put on your shoes and then, no, I don't want to. Well, please put on your shoes. Nope. I don't want to. So sometimes GA four, because it's so new and it's still in the development, it's just not going to work. So knowing that, okay, as you said, apples to apples, this got, we said this a lot during our, our sessions that before we were, you know, measuring apples to apples. Now it's like, now we're measuring it's instead of apples to apples, it's a gala to a Fuji apple. So it's well, just, well, a, it's a lot. Well, well, what's quicker. the name of the podcast? Uh, facts, not feelings.
1: Not the feel. I mean, let's let's. We need to start making decisions more on the facts, right? Funny concept, right? And listen, Funny concept. We'll have plenty of feelings, and we'll still buy from people that we like, and we'll still do. But that you'll at least know that if you choose to buy something that might not necessarily perform as well as. Due to all of the, you at least know that. And then it becomes on you, not necessarily just a well, I can make anything, anything. I want to, I want to, here's one of my biggest takeaways, and I'd be curious if others took this as a way as well, but I I attended a number of sessions and then including mine, I, I brought this up a little bit. It was about changing the culture and I'll put slash process regarding digital retail and regarding messaging, regarding lead gen, right? Regarding the process behind it. And I I got to listen to a trainer, you know, an organization that trains uh, people in store. They don't sell a platform or a product. And I thought it was fascinating. Listen to the dealers talk about, you know, they're very successful with their digital retailing process and the way they became successful is they had to change the dealership culture around it. And it's, uh, you know, I'll tell you, we, we as a leadership team at Carnell just had this conversation, uh, which is goes back to what I said earlier, you know, why does our product work for one dealer, but maybe not as well as another, even though it's the exact same product and it goes around process, right? It goes around culture and belief. And I, I truly hope, I think we've evolved immensely from three years ago, four years ago, clearly five years ago. But I I hope that, you know, we, you know, I I think the pandemic might've, or the the last year might've taken us a step back simply because we're selling cars regardless. I mean, I know November was a fantastic month for many, many, many stores out there. So how do you change a process and culture when life is really good? So um, I know, you know, a couple of the sessions was, the, uh, about the Toyota Smart Path and how it was—it was less about the platform and more about the the, the culture around it. So, um, I just wanted to bring that up because I sat in um, another session with 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 Carlos. I think we'll get to that of La Fontaine, and that's what he talked about. He's like, you know, we changed lead forms to to conversations with Car now, and they use a different digital retailing platform. He goes, but it doesn't work unless everyone's bought in and that's culture. So, you want to double your leads, right? Maybe through you know, maybe through a conversation versus a lead form. The platform doesn't just instantly do that. Like, yes, we can we can arbitrarily just increase stuff, but then you have to on the back end take it from there. So, I embrace maybe my next few as culture.
0: Yes, and I think I am I don't know if we did this one or that, did we just hit snorty? I don't know if I threw that one up. Well, I, I sort of combined my, I'm like, I'm like I kept trying, kept trying to throw those out there.
1: <laughs> all in one because, um, you know, I know we're still lead gen focused. I totally get it. And I know some platforms will, will still, um, sell to that, that lead form concept because it hits a CRM and pay plans are, are still based around a CRM input and, so on. I totally get it. Not looking to sort of blow that model up instantly and, and, and change it. But at the end of the day, if if we're going to, to still follow that methodology, I guess, there's still a, a culture change that needs to happen around current consumer behavior, right? Like and sentiment. Um, I just want to tell this one story, and 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 uh, you know, I know Kevin Fry listens quite a bit on this one, but man, you know. Outside of the brilliance that, that Kevin talks about when he's presenting, if you ever just sit down with Kevin for lunch and you talk about what they do around the store and he's really open about it. That's, that's probably one of the most things I respect about Kevin is that, that he's just open about, you know, what he's doing. He doesn't just measure lead form inputs or, or cost per convert. He's measuring sentiment, and if you don't know what that means, that, that, that's essentially emotion, first thought. And he's, you know, he's surveying his, his marketplace to say, if you're in market to buy a car, what's the first dealership you think of? Mm-hmm. Is it theirs? Is it Wyler? Is it one of their competitors? And, and then he backs into how he, and I won't get into this. I'll let him get into this part. But then he backs into how to build sentiment right? How to build awareness, how to build that emotion so that your brand or your dealership is uh, front and center. So that's another culture. Like uh, you can't walk into a dealer and be like, Oh, we're going to start measuring sentiment, not, not lead gen, not lead. Like, Oh, you'd be thrown out in 15 seconds.
0: I agree. Yeah. And uh, to me, like, and once again, it's, it's the, if you just rename something, you're just renaming it. And what does it really matter? And so when I hear the word lead, I like literally cringe. And so to me, the reason I change it is it's an opportunity because to me, if you start thinking leads and that's all it's in your mind, then when you have a digital retailing tool, which is just a buzzword, that's all you're going to think of as a lead. Well, then then that's a problem because then you're all you're seeing it as as a, as a lead, lead generation tool. And that's not what it is. When you think of it as an opportunity and then everything that comes in is, is an opportunity. So that's yeah, and 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 if you go back to Kevin Fry and what he's done with taking uh, making everything a conversational tool and same thing, that's it's taking the forms off the website and making it conversational. And that only works going back to going back to the very beginning as what is it we're trying to do and what are we trying to accomplish? Is everyone on board, is the process in place and making sure everything is moving in that direction? And that's the only way it's ever gonna work. If you just say, well, it's, it's out of a 20 group, it's gonna be awesome. This is what we're gonna do. Great. What is the process in place? What happens when someone is sitting in front of you? If your salespeople are answering those leads or those, those chats, what happens when a live person's in front of them? Well, I didn't think about that. Well, and I, I want to
1: give, you know, the, the Carlos Colitos of, of, of Fontaine mm-hmm. and Walt Massey, who have also taken that. Yep. I don't even want to call it a leap because it's not even a leap, like it's it's not understanding consumer behavior, but nonetheless we'll we'll call it a a leap because it's not standard in our industry of removing lead forms, right? It's a leap
0: form. Yes. So
1: a conversation simply because that's the behavior. Like you guys have to think about the behavior that makes it more, um, you know, easily accessible or just even more comfortable for people to engage with a business and conversational commerce. I mean, at the moment truly is, uh, one of if not the the best way to do that so um kudos to kudos to Walt Massey kudos to la Fontaine kudos to the leaders for also taking that leave I always feel bad talking about Kevin Fry who did this like two years ago or three I know years ago. it's almost like he's probably like yeah I did that three years ago I'm on to something else and, he, and and I know he is but um it's not an industry norm and we need to get
0: closer to that agreed agreed it's uh yeah that I'm just gonna say agree to that one so uh, yeah we we hit a whole lot there that was all I, compelled I hit- to-
1: my 5, 6, 7, eight, nine, 10, all in, all in that one. So I apologize.
0: That's all good. It's all good. We're, we're rocking and rolling. It's all good. So kind of going back to, it, we've talked a little bit about whether it was the the data with GA4 and hitting the customer, not hitting the customer. Please don't hit your customer. Don't hit your customer. But knowing where your customer is at all times, but how, how to exactly do that? Well, we go back to this data. Obviously the name of the podcast we said is facts, not feelings. And you're, in order to do that, data is going to drive that decision. So that was one thing in particular, we talked about was the, the the data portion. So that's one thing that I, I definitely saw. And I want to make it very clear that anyone that knows me knows that I'm a very an analytic person. So there is a lot of data that's involved when you're doing anything. And that should drive the decision. You also have to understand that there's certain things that data is never going to be able to find. So if I ask you, Hey, where's your ROI on your TV commercial? There's now, someone is going to try to tell you, oh, it drove a lot. Of- no, I'm sorry. Bullshit. No, it didn't. Like, you're going to try to tell me it did, but you can't really tell me the ROI of a TV commercial that is in the house on cable. Like, that's just, it's really difficult. I was joking with, I was talking to Sarah Ciciola that there's a billboard on in Chicago. And I think, I think the going rate, at least it wasn't post pandemic. I'm not sure now, but it's like $90,000 a month to have a billboard in Chicago. You know what? 90 grand a month on digital would get you. Uh, exactly. So to tell me the ROI on that billboard. You can't like now has Chicago, done a lot of studies to say how many people drive by and are sitting. Yeah, they, they have hundred percent. But if you try to tell me the true ROI on that, no, now it's branding. The same thing goes for Facebook or for community outreach. There's just certain things that you're not going to be able to track. So that is one thing that I just want to make very clear and that there's just Use the data to get there on certain things, but understand there's, there's certain things that you just do because it's, it's great branding. It's great to get you, get the thing, get the word out there of who you are and who you are, more importantly, who you are. So
1: I I posted, I, you know, I think for everybody, uh, times a blur the last couple of years, I can't remember last year, the year before a study that I found Third party, wasn't mine. It wasn't anybody in the industries. Actually, it was a, non, a non-industry. Mean Impressions Don't, don't Sell. sell. Right <laughs> and it out. was on TV. It was on the ROI of TV. And it actually, the study was telling how it provides a negative ROI. And it was going through. I mean, it was a very long, very detailed, highly educated educational studies. I had to read it like 55 times so I could, could understand it. But you want to know the number one reason. This is the number one reason why marketers wouldn't move away from TV. They're used to it. Fear of change. That's exactly right. We've always been doing it and, and I guess sales are okay.
0: <laughs> it's always been done this way. We can't do it. Give me the four square and the Sharpie, please. Thank fear you. Fear of change. And, and even
1: though the data, according to the study... Um, even though the data was showing a negative ROI, you know, CMOs and, 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 and marketers the decision makers were not going to make that change. Could you imagine, you know, your spot, you sponsor whatever major sporting event every year and you're like, yeah, I'm not going to do that this year. Like, I know that happens. So actually that does happen often. Do those businesses go out of business? Do their sales tank? Like what happens when 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 a sponsorship's renewed for that business business that has owned it for the last couple of years?
0: Oh and, and we all we all work with companies that don't. And last I checked, they still have a name on the building that's theirs. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's But
1: you it. but you know my shtick. anyone that's listening that, that has heard me talk, I'm still all about Marketing mix modeling or media mix modeling. I'm never here to say TV doesn't work, don't buy it. Like there's probably value in every marketing channel. You just don't know it until you measure it all holistically, yep. right? To see the true impact of, of your entire business. Like, no, like I'll debate anybody. I think we all would. If someone comes to me and says, this one company drives 90% of my sales, even though I do all this other marketing. Like you just, well, they give me the most leads. Okay. Well, but that's just not,
0: that's not how it works. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh man. And on that same token, I'm going to bring up Steve's comment again here, uh, on the data point. And I just got some of my contacts. So we're, if I randomly start crying out of one side, it's, I am emotional with that comment. It very much touched me, Bob. It's just, I'm going to be emotional out of one eye here is Steve episode said, uh, That defining connected retailers as a new is either a new way to sell a car or how to earn a lifetime customer is where our industry attention needs to be focused if we desire anything more than a one time transaction. So oddly enough, that is a great segue into the second part of these uh, of the data using data to drive our decisions. So that was another thing that not only that Steve and I discussed on our CXO uh Discussion and our, our topics, but also that was talked by. and I, I apologize, I can't remember the individual that spoke before Steve and I. But it was also brought up as well as, are we using this data that's that is just a at our fingertips to measure CLV, which is customer lifetime value? Because if we're not, man, we need to be. Because if we're exactly what Steve is saying right here is that if we're only so focused on hey, let's just sell the car and sell the car, we are just lighting money on fire because it takes so much money to then gather and obtain a new customer when we Thanks. can just keep, it's It's like 80% of our profits come from the, the customers we have. So we need to keep that customer. And I can sit and speak all of this, but I'm not going to because for time's sake, but we got to be measuring the seal, our customer lifetime value right now. It, it so is for, just we imperative. talked
1: about, I mean, the, 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 a lot of uh, their CDP, CDXP, right? Was that, were those two, two uh, a- acronyms not, you know, uh, I think there were multiple sessions yeah. on, on, this is what I hope CDPs bring to the industry that CRMs, frankly, I think failed to, which mm-hmm. is lifetime value. Yep. I truly hope uh, CDPs bring that lifetime value because I talked about this at NADA last year um, with Adam Stone on that little mini stage right, right in front of the doors. That was a really interesting stage, but nonetheless um, was that I I truly, you nailed it. Like lifetime value. If you can learn to market to your current customers, right, they will drive the most money for you. You, You'll cut so much cost out of your line items because your customers will, I mean, mean, but, but loyalty at the moment, at the brand level, at the, at the dealership level is still at an all-time low, I think, or pretty close to an all, all all-time low. And I very rarely see any loyalty marketing or any LTV based marketing. I, I never understood it. I don't, maybe, did we not it's have not, the platforms? Do we not have it? Will CDPs fix that? Like, I would love to just know why we don't focus on
0: it. Well, and I think, uh, not think, I, I say this because I see it all the time. I'm not sure, Bob, you see this is when was the last time that you, as a dealership, you reached out to your consumer, not because your lease was due in three months, because it was time for a six month oil checkup or oil filter that you actually reached out and like, Hey, how are things going? Or the first time that they buy a car, the first time you're hearing from them is like, Hey, you should have some service Here's some service offers for you. What, how about introduction to the service? Are, are, have we, I feel like we've also gotten away from the service handoff. Like why, why, no.
1: Or well, at least you, part you, of the walk around, right? At least yeah. a part of the sale. Like, Hey, I would like you to meet one of our service managers. This would be one of yeah. your contacts after you become a customer of ours. And we've like, that was mandated for us when, when we were selling cars, we had to walk them through the service lane and introduce them to one of the, 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 the you know, uh, either the manager or, or one of the riders. So I hope, I think there are many dealerships and plenty that probably still do that, but yes, um, I'll tell you this. Um, I mean, I get 100% uh, and I have a high school driver. So I have three cars. So I have three cars. I get 100% of my service at a dealership Same. Um, and I've that de- 20 plus years and I've never once ever had anyone say "Hey, just great to see you Yeah, you know thanks for thanks for perching with us like i would love a system like can we alert the set sa- well if the salesperson's even there hey your customer's in the service lane you're like come come and say hi if you got nothing to do
0: yes and there are technology out there it's just it and i've had numerous conversations with my own clients and say you got you know you have the technology to do this right yeah well why are you not using it yeah you know how great it'd be like i walk in and like hey and I I've, and I personally have been at stores where that has actually happened, where I walk in like, hey, Brooke, it's so great to see you. Wait, what just happened here? Something was personalized for me? What is going on? <laughs> and I almost
1: posted this on LinkedIn yesterday, and it's a little bit of a sidebar, so I apologize. And again, I'm not speaking for every dealer because I know there are a lot of dealers that do not have this, but this is going to sound a little crazy. I go to two different dealers, uh, um, one for oil changes and, and the dealer that I bought all the cars for, for everything else. And it's only because of the convenience uh, of the oil change, which I think is another challenge. Like I can call day of, get an appointment. The other one, it's like weeks and months out. So nonetheless, every time, doesn't matter which of the stores I go to, every time, and it's a game because I'm like, all right, I always set the timer on my phone. It's a game, how long it takes for someone to acknowledge that I'm there. Even if I pull the car into the service lane. I always say myself, this will be interesting. I'm gonna know how long it's gonna take. Now, I know we're 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 low on staff. I totally get it. So I'm you know, there's a little reprieve, but I had to get a tire fix, Nail in the tire. Luckily, I called it a favor, they got me in. And I think it took six minutes for one of the four to acknowledge that I actually pulled in the the car. I had to get an oil change. I scheduled the appointment, even though I didn't have to per the signs I could have shown up. But I've done that before and they couldn't get me in. But nonetheless, I called, I scheduled. Two days later, I went in um, 11 minutes. I just stood there. I waited. I, it's kind of a game. I just kind of stood there. I waited. I had my computer. I had my water jug. I'm like, I'm just going to see how long it takes for somebody to, I was standing right in front of everybody. Kiosks. I don't know if that's the, the answer, but I know some, some offer kiosks.
0: It's frustrating. And, and, and I'm going to bring Jeff's comments up here again. Salespeople people see a customer be once every three years at best. Service is certainly the key, but the hook often never gets the worm on it. And, and, and it's, and I go back to as well is that, this communication thing. It's not just the people. It's, it's the process and technology that it's just like, it just drives me bonkers that we can't have systems that talk to each other. And there's this wall automatically that F and I won't talk to service. And so it's just like, just everyone talk to each other. Come on. So yeah, Jeff, you're right. It's, 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 it's an all encompassing issue where the first time you pull in and Steve knows that we talk about this all the time. The first time you pull in and they're like, hold on, what, 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 what warranty did you buy? Like I literally, and people have heard me talk about this. I, I carry my warranty around with me in my glove box at all times, or, or, or because I get asked every single time, I'm sorry, what do you have? I, at my first time on my new car, I got, I pulled in and it was, they, they had the wrong VIN uh, and, and it, I had the right VIN. They pulled the wrong VIN up for a car. And so the person who's ever been it is, when they pull in, they're going to have, it. it's just, it's just, we've got to have technology at some point. I hope we get to a point that we have technology, people process and product for all systems, whether it's, front of house and back of house and Steve is here we go. I know I I knew I'd, I knew I'd trigger Steve on this one. So for industry is waiting for the first service moment to be engaged a customer after the vehicle sell is too late. Connected Retail means or should mean not having a massive vacancy between the sell between sales and service. And
1: that, and that, that's what I think we hope see well, at least I hope I and mean, we're talking about CDPs and CDXPs like it's it's game changing the industry. So what, what will the value of, of CDPs and CDX, is CD, it's CDXP, I, whatever, yeah. CDP, See what customer I data platform, whatever yeah. the, the, the the new acronym is like, that's what I truly hope. I truly hope uh, CDPs fix, which is yeah. that behavior around connecting service and sales and follow-up and LTV uh, and, and, and all of the above. Uh, if it's just simply, a different way to get audiences to remarket for new car sales. Then I, I don't. I think mm-hmm. we failed at what the the purpose of a CDP could be for.
0: I agree. And Carson comes in and says, "Great point." With James back to the uh, GA four comment there. So, what um- a
1: great what a very intelligent comment from Carson. And really I'll bring that. that
0: back up here. Uh, Great James point, said James one takeaway was how much for, I'm going to tr- hopefully get it right. It takes me like 10 times to get this one right here. One takeaway is how much further we have as an industry on GA4 with the constant change, everyone needs to stay agile and not speak in absolutes. Amen on that one. And we'll get there.
1: I, I think, again, we're talking about it. So like the, the fact that we're, the fact that people are yelling at each other in a room, like that's a great start. Yep. I mean, mm-hmm. you have to have that locker room talk to get, to, to get, the you know, to get, get the team on the field to, to have that, you know, camaraderie to have, you know, the, the, the results. So I'm just happy it's happening.
0: Yeah. Jeff is saying, make the first service, appoint, make the first service point at the time of delivery. Hashtag not, not hard. <laughs>
1: Okay. Jeff, I'm telling you, like <laughs> if if service appointments were just made for me and automatically on my calendar, whether whether I fully needed it or whether I was a thousand under the oil change, or I'd go anyway. Like yeah. <laughs> the yeah.
0: convenience for me is the win. Yeah, and I'm gonna, and I and I think also when you're in the industry, you understand that you're going to take your car to the dealership for multiple reasons. One, you know you're going to get better service. You know it's in the right hands. And two, or three, seven. Eight Z is that you're supporting the dealership. Like it's it's all inclusive. So yeah, hundred uh, percent. We'll round a couple. I think we've got like two left here.
1: And one if- we didn't. And one I do want to bring up that we you and I did not put. And it actually it was the first session I went to. Uh-huh. And I will be honest with you. Like while I don't live that world today, like I used to yesterday. Um, You know, if if you haven't sat in a session with with Paul J. Daly or, or Kyle Mountseer Nathaniel was there. Ali Pinion was there. Like the 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 content's phenomenal. Like there's no debate on that. But their energy is off the charts, right? And that was the first work uh, work. uh, What do we call workshop that Mm -hmm. I attended right after the, the the keynote? And man, like my energy level for the rest of the day was like, let's go, like let let's do this. So, um, and 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 their passion is for the creative. Mm -hmm. which I can't tell you how many times... I've had a conversation with someone that said, "Look, I, I could hand you the best audience in the world to market to. I could hand you a hundred people that are going to buy on Tuesday at one o'clock, and they, they're telling you they're going. If you have horrendous creative, you are not going to win that business. The media plan becomes an ap- absolute waste on, on the creative side of it. So, spend some time, some energy, and money on the creative just as much as you do all the platforms that, that you do to execute the media."
0: And to segue into that, one of the things that I literally wrote down was because I, I had seen Darren Don's, i had seen his name, but I really didn't, had never really listened. I hadn't really heard, like, listened to him speak. And the only workshop that I could attend was the one with Paul and Kyle. And there was, because I was speaking on the other ones. And it was just all of a sudden they're speaking. And then Darren just kind of pipes in. And I just go, who the hell is this guy?
1: He's this smart. Dude. I was
0: like, I want to be friends with this guy. <laughs> and the bullet point was more or less going on the creative aspect. Of it he's just like, whatever, whatever your creators are doing right now, <clears throat> as long as you're good at what you do, you are com- insanely invaluable. And while you might not see it right now and why you might not be appreciating what you're doing right now in your dealership, give it time because you're going to be just cherry picked off like crazy in the near future. And he's putting dollar amounts to it. And understanding, like you might. Anyways, it was just a, I just go, man. This guy gets it now, knowing his background and everything. I was just like, oh my gosh! And Jason's coming in here just saying, uh, Darren was awesome. Talked to him multiple times and let uh, every conversation blown away, a hundred percent.
1: But 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 this this is a great point uh, about what what Darren brings to the table, mm-hmm. and Kyle and and Nathaniel and like what they're trying to bring to the table, which is, you know creative is king and and be social and how to be social and be community based brand based, which I have a huge passion for. I mean, I think brand needs to encompass everything that you do Mm -hmm. and a lot of their stuff may not be as measurable as you, you, you would hope it would be, but it's very brand. It's very community based, which is, you know, a challenge to measure, but we know it works, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I, I mean, you have to trust it. So you have to, if you're just going to say, well, how many leads it's going to get me, then we not go ahead and backwards. So yeah, I just yeah. wanted to bring that, you know, that, that, that measure, measure, measurability aspect of it, because again, you have to measure holistically, not in, in a silo of one ad that, that, you know, Ali Pinion might've put together. It just doesn't work that way. It's, it encompasses everything.
0: Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. So I, I, I a hundred percent agree. And I was like, Oh, that's a great segue. Cause it, it was, it was, uh, and having coming outside the industry and being able to see it from a different purview is, is very, very key. So we'll wrap this up with, I, I we already kind of touched on it. We didn't, I didn't throw up there. It was just the engagement or the different, the different tracks. Yes. Well, I was uh, just going to
1: say like, let's, let's just all, and I know we've got, we've got some, we, we've got more time, but we did put down, you know, GLBA. I've right,
0: got it. I've got it queued up right here. You on. you read my mind. <laughs> Just yeah. Yeah. Get ready. Yeah. So, and I, I want to make it very clear is that we've been talking about this for, I know I, 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 a lot of us have been talking about this and especially since like January we talked about it again and I, I got hit up. I think I was at why I was at in Florida and they said, Oh, so it's been it's been pushed pushed to you know six months. I go it has, but you've got to understand that the that doesn't it's not all of it. Like you still have there are still things that for January you still have to do. So just be very, very cognizant that you're not taking your foot off the gas. So for instance, the uh the information security programs, you still have to have those all written out. You have to have that all done. And if you haven't done that, that's due. Like you still have to have that in place. So just because you had a six month leeway, don't think that or that, Oh, you can just put, and, and then the whole ADF XML thing, like anyone, once again, I've done, I, I don't know, six shows on this already. So nobody's a hundred percent compliant and any, any company that tells you, you are, they're not being honest with you. So they're not, um, and, and at some point, hopefully we will get to the ADF XML portion that is compliant, but just be very cognizant of the fact that the six month leniency is not for every single aspect of this. So, yeah. Let's see. James is coming in here. uh, Nathan's session on how Mohawk brands, their salespeople was a game changer. Having that in store. Oh my. Yeah, man.
1: I'll (laughs) tell you this two years ago, auto news wrote an article on uh, Mohawk Honda Chevy, you know, uh, both of them. Um, And they, and they interviewed Andy, the dealer principal. Um, But obviously he was talking about, you know, what, what Nathaniel has done for the business and, it, I'll tell you the biggest takeaway that, and I chatted with Andy afterwards because it's just a great article. So I to do a search for for Mohawk Honda Automotive News. You'll you'll see the article, and Andy goes, "Yeah, it's really funny." When I went to my twenty group, you know, I got a little pushback on that because it's like, it's a it's it's a cost, right? Nathaniel's team is a cost. It's not necessarily a revenue driver, right? And the you know twenty groups like, "Oh, you got to cut the cost." He's like, "Well, hold on a second. Like that's old school thinking. Like you're, you're looking, you're looking at it this way. Like we were taught, you know, back a long time ago, it's a whole new day. And, and, you know, he, he swears the fact that what Nathaniel's team does for the business that is related to the community that helps drive their salespeople's brand awareness and so on. And so it is, is off the charts. Like it's, 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 it's so unmeasurable that you can't get rid of it because of the fear of getting rid of it. Yeah. Which we yeah. just talked about.
0: Yes. And, and I told Nathaniel the first time, first time I met him and Scott was, I think it was two, three years ago at uh, DMSC. And I was, I was talking at the time and I'm presenting as Scott raises his hand and he's like contributing. And I just go, wait, hold up, tell me, run this name again. At the time I was working at a dealership and I go, you have an entire department? And I was just like, my mind was blown. And I go, wait, so you, and you also have, and he's like going through all the things he has and I just go, "Um, can I come work for you guys? Like, I was just, I couldn't believe all the things they had. And it just keeps growing and growing. And they have a whole social team and all this. I go, this is like unprecedented in our industry. Like, this is amazing. I I, I was completely blown away by it. Like, so, so cool. So anytime I any of my clients, I'm like, go, look at what they're doing because whether it's social, whether it's this, like it's just, they're they're phenomenal. Yeah. And and listen,
1: like let's give kudos uh, 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 to Andy and his partner for taking the risk for, 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 for investing in it because it's not cheap on them. I mean, you've got, I think three or four on staff, you know, a van plus equipment. Mm-hmm. Right. Plus time, like kudos to them for, 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 for understanding the, the evolution of, of marketing and, and investing in that, that model. I, I give them a lot of credit for that.
0: Yeah. Cause it, it is, it's not the normal, unfortunately, our industry to, to, to go to have an entire team like that. So yeah, it's, it's amazing. And, and Steve, thank you so much. He says, great. I'm actually, recap broken Bob. Our ongoing challenge is auto retails mission to only sell a car and maybe a couple and I products or also to earn a recurring customer actions and leadership are required. If the latter is decided, digital lifestyle beyond digital retail.
1: I think we're getting there though. And I'll tell you, like, as, as you see the, the, whether it's, it's, it's the, the son or daughter um, that has taken over the business that, that may be younger. Of the Gen X or Millennial generation, um, as 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 the the you know more CMOs are 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 created at dealerships or or marketing roles are created at dealerships, or maybe the GM came from uh, uh, the the uh, service side of the, the the fixed ops side of it, which is very customer service focused, which has a different mentality as the sales side of it, and you see. Uh, you know, you see some some great differences in there. Um, I we, we have we have a ways to go, but um, I'll tell you, as I said on stage at MRC, there's no industry that I know you and I would would not want to be a part of, other than than auto retail. It's the, I I do believe it's it's one of the heart and souls of this country and and the people you know you, you you know I know we'll get to this but you asked what is the greatest thing about auto retail and it's the people it's just the oh, people you come yeah. with. even your competitors like I, I was I was hanging out with a, a bunch of them at MRC and you know listen we're going after the same dealer the same pot of money we have the you know uh, uh, similar products but yet you can still hang out with them and mm-hmm. you can still have a drink with them and and you can still talk shop and and get along and um, that's what I love about. Them. You know, one of the best things I love about this industry.
0: Oh, I and I would say that's a perfect segue into the lightning round.
1: <laughs> lightning round, here we go.
0: <laughs> All right. Before we do that, everyone, if if we've missed anything, if you're watching this later on, throw in the comments, let us know what what was your favorite thing that you took and away from us. it. Yeah. Tag the crap out of so us. We can respond. Yeah, hell yeah, baby. Hell yeah. Because it was like I said, there's a lot to take away. There's a so there are so many different tracks and there was a lot. Hey, if you, you still don't want, you know, I was only on this one. Uh, before I do that, Ryan is saying Nathaniel at Mohawk kills it on a hell yes kills he does on organic. Organic social is tough for most dealers to crack. So they tend to rely more on paid. The best strategy is to amplify organic like content through paid uh, spend. In fact, why, I'm going to real quickly why we were out there. If you haven't seen Mohawk, they had a, a post that as we were going there, I think they had like 24,000 views, something like that. It was during Halloween. They all dressed up as Toy Story uh, characters. And Andy, who is there, obviously he comes in, they all pretend like they're, you know, they're, they're toys and they fall, they die, you know, not die, but they all pretend like they're asleep. So, I mean, something like that, like, it's just, it's, you don't normally see that happen. So, I mean, they just do a phenomenal, phenomenal job. So, yeah.
1: And if you don't follow um, Ryan on LinkedIn, like instantly follow Ryan. Oh I mean, I gosh. Sharp yes. A kid, but I mean, he's younger, lot younger than me, but I mean, he's the future and it's the, the right future.
0: Yes. And I wasn't Ryan 40 under 40. Yeah, he yeah. was. Shout out there, Ryan. Shout out there, Ryan. And and just more on GLBA. It's just, it's a it, I'm just gonna say yes to this, Jeff. Uh, there are more safeguards and more more tentacles than most dealers realize. Pretty complex, not something they can flip a switch. <laughs> and yet so many think they that they can. They're like, oh, I can just do it. I'm like, no, it's I was talking to Tom Klein. I were talking yesterday. He was at a store for 10 hours, just trying to like figure it out. So yeah, it's it's, a, it's very, very complex. So with that. Jumping the lightning round here. So I'm going to throw up the link here for everyone to find you. I always say like slow down when I say that. So I'm like, I'm going to throw up the link, not throw up. It's like, oh, one of these days. All right. So we have Bob's link up here in the up here on the screen here for anyone that they can find you that actually is going to take them right into where they can find you. But for those that are listening in podcast line, where can they find you, Bob?
1: LinkedIn's definitely the best place to find me um, I'm on LinkedIn often as, as many of us are I think it's uh by far the best business social tool out there uh, I'd say that's the best but you know I have an Instagram account I have a Twitter account I have a Facebook account um, you know if you follow this link app it, it's my contact info feel free to call me text me email me I mean I would love to just talk shop schedule time you know when, when time permits so you know, I'm always I love to learn from from those of you out there so Awesome.
0: And those podcast land, it's just the link app.com backslash Bob Lanham question mark R equals link. So there you go.
1: You need the question mark R link, but nonetheless.
0: Okay. And then once this goes live in a podcast land, you'll see the note in the not in the the notes, it'll be there as well. So, all right. What is your favorite thing to do outside of work? Favorite hobbies? What are you doing to unwind?
1: I know when you sent this to me, I was like, this is going to sound so corny and people, but I think I'm showing my age a little bit, but (laughs) I have a senior in high school, sophomore, high school and, and, a, and a fifth grader. And, um, you know, life events become more real and more impact, impactful. So literally watching my kids grow up and going through the, 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 the not only the positive, but, you know, even more the, the more challenging uh, experiences. I just I, I love every minute of it because I, I can just see how they're learning and, you know, and they're building their own personality and character. Some of you are going to laugh at this. You know, what is one of my favorite hobbies? I love cutting my grass. I follow way. a lot of grass cutting handles on Instagram. Yes, I might have taken pictures of of times I have cut my grass. I know it's weird. It's it's but putting stripes in my grass is I don't know. It's my brand. It's funny. I we 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 had a party or we went to a neighborhood party down the street and we were talking. I was like, yeah, we were going to host it, but something happened. Someone's like, "On your grass." you were going to do it on your grass. I was like, fair point. Fair point. Cause everyone knows like, don't watch
0: the grass. So true. So I'm reading this. And so before our, our yard is, is a little bit bigger. So we, I don't anymore, but like before I moved out to Chicago uh, my family home and I I was in charge, like no one else touched the grass and I'm a diehard Yankees fan. So I had the Yankees emblem in there at one point. And like each week it was something different. People would stop by my, it was my, you know, my childhood home and they'd be like, who, who Who's your landscaper? I was like, that'd be me. That'd be me. <laughs> so I was like, I totally understand. Like, I would get all these different Thank books on stuff. So, no, I. I James
1: I, said it's sad. James says he's sad for me. Oh, oh, too, oh hold up, hold
0: up. Oh, you lost me there, Bob. <laughs> uh, so similar story, you lost UPS, me there,
1: Bob. UPS, UPS guy <laughs> dropping a package off. He hands to me, he goes, I just got to tell you. I love your yard. I love how you was like, thank you. Appreciate that.
0: <laughs> and I'm not kidding. We'd have random people stop all the time and it would be, man, your, your yard looks awesome. And then when I'd go off to college, they're like, oh, Brooke's not here. Brooke's not here. I, like you're, My mom would like try her best. And she's like, I'm just putting regular lines in. The, I don't know how she does it.
1: <laughs> love
0: it. Oh, man. that shows off the rails at this point. But okay. What is your vacation uh, favorite vacation spot?
1: Yeah. We have a place here in Michigan called a homestead. It's up in Northern Michigan. I don't know why it's just, it's just one of my happy places. It's very simple. It's on the lake. Uh, it's right on the water. It's a couple of rivers. So um, I love going up there and, and um, it's just, I mean, there's a thousand places, you know, that, that you love, but this is, this is the number one.
0: Okay. All right. What is going with, let's go with, um, how are you, Obviously, name of the show: Facts, not feelings. So, what are you doing in your daily life or personal life to distinguish facts from feelings?
1: Yeah, so you know, I think those that know me, I'm I'm fairly straight to the point. I'm 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 blunt. That's um, probably the New Jerseyan in me. It's just kind of how we were raised to just get get straight to the point. So, um, you know, delivery is something that I've had to learn over years because obviously, when you're pretty straightforward or blunt, that can be taken as arrogance or or um, probably a few other negative words that that can define that. So um, I just think I mean I just don't enjoy fluff. So let's just get to the point, good or bad and let's just figure it out from there. So uh, I'm always trying to get get to and I'll just ask like what what do you want? Like what what is the end game? What does success mean to you? Like tell, just let then we can, you know, then we can back into it. So probably has to, to do with the fact that I'm a little impatient as well. I like to just get shit done as fast as possible, you know, as, as highest quality. So um, th- what do I do? I just try to get straight to the point. And there's a lot of different ways of getting there.
0: Okay. I like it. I've n- I have no issue with that one. That's for sure. Uh, okay. Disruptor in the industry. What is the hardest or best lesson you've had to learn? Or that you, you know,
1: I, I, I this is on my clubhouse profile. I've posted this a number of times. I mean, at the end of the day, I learned this from my dad. I give my dad a lot of credit for this, but I'd rather lose the business the, the right way than, than win it the wrong way. Um, I know I probably lose business quite a bit, Um, for, for the wrong, you know, you know, for, for doing it the right way, the way I sold it, and maybe it's being won the wrong way. Um, It's just the way it is. It's, you know, I I try to play the long game. Uh, I want to make sure people, people, uh, you know, understand the value. So um, I don't know if that is, is a lesson um, more so than, than a philosophy or a strategy, but um, hopefully, I hope everyone agrees. I, I truly do try to do the right thing. I try to sell whatever product I'm selling the right way with, with the proper expectations. And if I lose business be, be because, you know, someone maybe came in and maybe not have sold it the right way. And I lost because it, you know, for whatever reason, and I'm okay with that.
0: No, I, I, I would agree with that. It's, it's not worth it to, to do it otherwise. So, yeah. All right. Let's go with I know we talked about this, but we'll bring it full circle here is what is it? What do you love most about the industry people? I mean, yeah, just, man.
1: like that was actually, you know, one. MRC was, was one of the first, I think it was like my second conference I was able to go to for travel and just being able to see it. Like content was fantastic. I went to a lot of the content, but I could have just hung out for, mm-hmm. for two days with, with everybody. And, 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 uh, that would have been fine for me, but, uh, yeah, the people love for it. sure.
0: Yeah. That's, it's always like difficult, like uh, difficult in a good way. You're like, what's the best thing? I'm like, uh, I always say the people. Okay. Let's try to go away from not the people. Cause it's like, uh, we, we have such amazing, amazing human beings in our industry. All right. We'll, we'll wrap it up with what is your favorite car?
1: It's my car that I have now. I have a 2013 base Jeep Wrangler Sahara. Nice. I mean, cloth, no nav. I mean, it's got dial radio. It's got the CD. Um, I'm lucky that, uh, you, know, you might
0: have to explain what CDs, CDs are. Yeah. It's got the CD.
1: <laughs> I'm not even sure I ever even used it. I might've in, in 2013, but, uh, you know, I've got the auxiliary cord that comes out of it. That plugs yes! into my phone. Um, I don't know why. I mean, I've, I had a Jeep in high school. I bought myself, I was a landscaper in high school, which is probably why I love to cut grass. But, um, so I bought myself at the time an 89 Wrangler, two door, uh, Laredo. Um, nice. I got a lot of flack. I bought it used and it was um light blue. So I got I got uh some flack for that. But nonetheless, I, I I'm a I'm just Jeep, I'm a Jeep Jeep lover, so I'm going to try to keep that thing I'm going to try to keep that thing running for as long as and I have beaten it up. I mean, I have hauled uh you know, uh, uh I don't even know you, uh, wood trimmers, you know, you stick nice. a whole tree in. Yeah. I mean, I've hauled all kinds of stuff with that thing and it keeps on
0: rolling. So I like to hear. I love it. I love it. Well, Bob, thank you so much. It has been awesome catching up with you and thank you for helping me break down the top 10 ish takeaways from good old MRC and Brian Pash family, PCG, B, Brian Pash enterprise, everyone there. Thank you for all the hard work behind the scenes and in front of the scenes and just everyone. It was an incredible conference. So thank you well so much. I Super, for sure. super, super appreciate everyone it. And everyone, thank you for the comments. Like I said, if you're watching this later on, Let us know what were your takeaways. And thank you for those that that watched live. Super appreciate it. Everyone, have a wonderful rest of your weekend, rest of your day, and as always, find a way to serve today and help your fellow human being, help your colleague, do something kind and help someone today. So, Bob, thank you so much. Super appreciate having on the show today. Super appreciate it. it. All right, everyone, we'll talk to you later on. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Facts Not Feelings with Brooke Furness thank you for taking the time to listen. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Leave us a rating. If you know a friend or a colleague will benefit from today's episode, share it with them. Until next week, find a way to serve someone. Find a way to help your neighbor. Remember, we are all in this together.